everyone. Welcome back to the Practicology Podcast, where we are putting theology to work in our everyday lives. I am Matthew Kane, and I'm soon to be joined by co-host Mike Knox. We'd love to have you subscribe to the podcast. You can be notified of future episodes, and you can do that at practicologypodcast.com or wherever you normally get your podcasts. If you want to fire us any feedback from today's episode, you can find us on Twitter at the handle M&M's podcast, or you can just search for the Practicology Podcast, or you can fire us an email at info at practicologypodcast.com. Last episode, we explored how to persevere in evangelism, talking about evangelism in general, getting the good news of the gospel of Christ out to people in these challenging times. But today, Mike's going to be moving into a more focused area. Mike, why don't you go ahead and explain? Sure thing, Matthew. That's right. This is the first of two episodes, actually, not on how to take the gospel out, but how to bring it home to your kids. How do we get the fire of faith burning in our hearts to catch in the, in the hearts of our children? Of course, all our listeners know Paul says the scriptures make us wise unto salvation. Now, we can't save our children. It takes a work of the Spirit in their hearts that we are not capable of performing. But there are means that the Spirit uses, and a major one is teaching the scriptures to our children. Again, I want to be really clear on this. Matthew, when you talked about how to evangelize, you didn't tell us how to save people. You told us how to share the gospel with them. That's what I'm doing in these episodes. There's no guarantee for any of us, and here I speak personally of my own children, there's no guarantee that if we do three steps with our children, they'll all be born again, but we still have a responsibility to bring the gospel home to our kids. Excellent points, Mike. I agree 100%. And I've really been looking forward to these two episodes. As a Christian dad, there's nothing I want more than to have all my children trust in Christ as I do. And I want their spiritual progress to exceed mine. But Mike, I think sometimes we're carrying around a a lot of guilt that we're not teaching the Bible as consistently or as well as other families do. So before you get into the deep stuff, can you help us deal with that a little bit? We're not perfect parents. We haven't achieved perfection with teaching the scriptures to our children. So how do we, how do we merge those things? Sure thing. Uh, best way I can do that is to stress how simple this is. Are you ready for this? God wants us to do this. He wants us to read the Bible with our family and pray with them. Okay, that's all for this episode. Back to you, Matthew. Just kidding. I I do have a bit more to say, but my first point is very important. important. Don't let anyone overcomplicate this. Don't let me overcomplicate it for you. You can do that, right, Matthew? In fact, why don't you practice right now, and would you read Deuteronomy 6, 4-9 for us? Then we'll be all set up for what I want to cover in the rest of this session. Okay, here I am putting it into practice. My children are not present, just so we don't have too much background noise during the podcast but I will read Deuteronomy 6. Verse 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Thanks. This passage tells us how to get the Bible home, how to take the gospel home to our kids. And all this talk about home makes me think of baseball. 
So I'm going to do, Matthew, what no Christian communicator has ever done before. I'm going to use a baseball analogy. Wow, I bet you'll knock shit out of the park. Ha ha ha. I'll do my best. Of course, even a ping pong playing Canadian like you knows that in order to get to home in baseball, you first have to get to first, then second, then third. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how to get to first and how to get to second. Next episode, I'll cover third base and home. But I'll say what all four are right now so you know where we're headed. Here's the outline for these two episodes. We have to get to first base. That means we have to get God's word into our own hearts. And then we have to get to second, which means we teach God's word holistically. Third base is we have to set up our home for success. And then finally, we we come to home plate, which is we center on Christ to bring it home. Another way of putting that is we need to teach authentically, not hypocritically, holistically, architecturally, and Christ-centeredly. So let's start with first base. This is where it all begins. We have to get it into our own heart. In verse 5 of Deuteronomy 6, there's these concentric rings. He says that we're to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our might. Uh, Hebrew commentators suggest those words mean something like this. We're to love God with all our heart, with all our inner self. We're to love him with all our soul. That means our whole self, our whole being. And the final ring there, to love him with all our might, refers to all our stuff, all our possessions. We're to love God starting in our innermost being, but then with our whole being, and then with all that we have, we're to love our God. And the verse 6, the following verse, uh, has three more concentric rings. Again, it starts with where? It starts with our heart. These words shall be on our heart. And then it says, we shall teach them diligently to your children. And then in the following verses, it talks about having it on our home and broadcasting it to the world. And so again, it starts in our heart. It goes and permeates into our home. And from our home, it radiates outward into the world. At the heart of both rings is your heart, your inner self. That's where it starts. And so verse 5, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Verse 6, these words shall be on your heart. You can, you can get the, uh, the, the logic to this. It goes like this. The Bible into my heart, from my heart into my children. Here's the point. What's in your heart will pass on to their hearts. They know what we're excited about. They know what we really worship. If I say Christ is my God, but he actually isn't my greatest love, my children will figure this out. Do you ever find yourself wishing that kids weren't so smart? I do at times. We we can't outsmart them at this. We can't fool them. We can bring them to the local church to worship the Lord. They can be sitting or standing right beside us while we do, and they can tell if something other than Christ is our God. This is so convicting for me, Matthew. I'm a preacher, yet my kids can tell if what daddy really worships is having a perfect family that everyone admires. I teach them the Bible, but my kids can tell if what I really want is for them just to be smart. What about you? Say say you want your kids to learn French. Say you want to enroll them into a French immersion school. Why? So they can get a great job, so that they can do really well in life? Well, those things are important. But you see how questions like this 
like these are diagnostic. They reveal what is in our hearts. Is it that really in our hearts we envision this really nice, cushy career and future for them? Or is it that we want them to learn a second language so that they can spread the gospel to even more people? What is in our heart? The day I first worked on this material, um, I was parenting the kids by myself. My wife was away helping some other families and and they were interrupting me galore. My kids could tell what I was really worshiping based on the way I responded to their interruptions. Here I was preparing this material and yet my actions betrayed the true state of my heart. So the heart, it's so important. Generally, you'll only get the word into places in your kids' being if you get them into those same places in your own being first. You must get it into your heart. So this is a call to repent. We confess our sins. We acknowledge our idols. We turn to the Lord. We study his word. We pray ourselves. We try to obey his word. Let's be like Ezra. In Ezra 7, it says he set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach his statutes and rules. Maybe someone says, all right, so this is first base. Can we get to the practical bit? Well, this is the practical part, isn't it? And we've looked at it fairly negatively so far, but let's look at it in a more positive and less convicting direction. This means that if you do love the Lord Jesus and you do love his word and the Father, you're well on track. It will come out in a hundred different ways. It will come out to your kids. Well, Matthew, I've just rounded first base and I'm looking to you, my teammate, to tell me whether I should chance it and make a run for a second or should I just stay put? Well, Mike, I don't really feel like I was racing down to first base there. That was a, that was some tough going at times, some uh, challenging words. I feel more like I've been hit by a pitch and I'm sort of limping <laughs> up the first base line. But it's uh, they're sound words. It's healthy teaching. It's, it's key number one. If I want my children to fear the Lord, I need to fear the Lord. And uh, everything else that you said is right on par with that. So... Yes, go for it. Take us on to second base. All right. Well, sorry, I didn't mean to bean you there, but uh, I will keep going. I really love this second point. Second base is this. We need to teach God's word holistically. Often we can have a very narrow view of teaching the Bible to our children. We maybe envision mealtime, dad pulls out the Bible, the kids listen, and then it's done. It's back to normal life. I.e., we, we only associate teaching God's word sometimes with with what's called formal family devotions. But there's so much more. Hear the link between the oneness of God and the allness of life. The the key verse that we're looking at here in verse four is called the Shema. It was prayed twice daily by faithful Jews. And uh, it says, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. But then what does it say right after? You shall love the Lord your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your heart, self, and possessions, because God is one over all, alone in majesty, the only true claimant to the throne of the universe, he deserves all our worship and devotion. But more, we're not just to worship him with all we've got, we're to talk about him and teach about him all the time. All of this All language is flowing out of the oneness of God, his exclusive godness. And so in verse 7, it says, You shall teach these words diligently to your children, 
and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You, you catch the sense here. We are to talk of the Lord. We're to worship him with all we've got. We're to talk about him all the time. Teach diligently. That's formal teaching perhaps. But then look at all the informal teaching we're to do. We're to talk of him when we sit down, walk, lie down, and rise. In other words, we're to love this one God wholly and teach his words to our children holistically all the time in many ways and different situations. Now, maybe you're thinking, okay, so back when I just had a very small view of teaching the Bible to my kids, I wasn't even succeeding in that. Now you've just made it even worse. Well, I don't think so. I think actually this means that you're already doing a lot of things correctly. Uh, Let's keep going. Yes, we have formal times when we pull out the Bible and read together, sing together, pray together. But what's envisioned here is that the culture of our family, the culture of our home is to talk about the Lord in relation to everything all the time. Bible talk should come naturally to us at all times. All of life. Christ is Lord over every domain. Christ has to do with every single subject, problem, question. We need to relate Christ to all of life. Why is this so important? Because we will only get the Bible home to the hearts of our children if our children see how big it is. A Sunday faith versus a Monday to Saturday faith won't catch. They'll categorize Christ into too small of a compartment. He only has to do with squeaky clean clothes at church. He gets into hearts when kids learn that he's the one to go to for every problem. He's the key to understanding every subject. So what does this look like? It looks like teaching formally and talking informally. It looks like sitting and walking in the car, for instance. Uh, I remember a time when I was listening to a song and I had just a I think my oldest girl, she might have been only four or five at the time, and just pulling over to to weep over the song that was coming on about, oh, how he loves us. And uh, we could choose to hide that from us, but no, I I want my children to see this. I want them to to see how, how my devotion to Christ just creeps into every part of life. When we lie down, when we rise, this is talking about mornings and evenings. These are great opportunities to speak to our children in the morning and in the evening. Uh, During COVID shutdowns, I've had a little bit more time. And sometimes me and my one daughter will wake up early and we'll go for a walk and talk about creation, talk about the birds, what what we're seeing, what we're enjoying. Bedtime blessings. We can sing songs over them. We can sing to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. And so there's a whole range. This is just about our talk of the Lord bubbling up into the everyday life. Suppose they ask us questions. And verse 20 of this chapter envisions this. They ask us a question. And uh, and this too is a great time just to talk about the Lord. The other day, my youngest daughter, who's six, she asked me why she has to do school all the time. And so how do we answer that? Well, ideally, we answer something like this. We, we, say, we say, we do school because God asks us to love him with our minds. We want to learn how to read really well so we can read his book, the Bible. We want to learn other things so we can know how to live skillfully for him in the world he has made. Again, this is the importance of first base. As you and I grow in discipleship and learn more and more how Christ's lordship relates to all of life, 
connecting different events and questions to him in our conversation with our kids will become less strained and more natural. And our kids will catch a vision of the gospel as something that is massively huge, that covers every part of our lives. And that is a faith that can light a fire in young, imaginative hearts. Excellent, excellent points, Mike. So helpful and needful. And uh, if anybody hears this and uh, you're saying, oh, I, I think I've failed so much already. Well, all of us have failed, but we're going to revisit this again at the beginning of our next episode, just to remind us how possible this really is, how practical it really is, and how the Lord is able to work through these little things to make a difference in the lives of our children. I won't shout for you right now to go on to third base, Mike, because we want to save that for the next episode. You've given us a lot to think about already. Uh, these first two points are extremely practical. And that's what we're all about. This is the Practicology Podcast, where we want to make it clear that the theology of Scripture is practical and where we are putting theology to work in our everyday lives. Thanks so much for that teaching, Mike. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. And we hope you will come back for part two of bringing the gospel home to your kids in just a few days' time. <laughs>